Hey guys, this is Coach Eric, and I am here with the Reform Way with my mildly wild co-host, Mr. Peter Pohl. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? Yes, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are doing our side series on the 10 things I've learned in 10 years of CrossFit. We are going to be going over number three today with a quick little recap. Number one was that it's not a fad. And number two is that the cream is actually rising. This one, number three, is actually adults are just older kids. Huh. Well, first of all, when the cream is, uh, is rising, that was reference to the boxes that do well right. will survive. Yep. Which could be a whole subject in itself. I thought a lot more after we got done with that one, mm-hmm. but not to go back on it, but no that's, a, that's a really interesting uh, subject in itself because it's, it covers a lot of things. We'll need but, to delve into that. Yeah. And another one for sure. Um, so we're going to, I believe, start first before we get even deeper into that. We're going to go over another trivia question that hopefully we can, Corey and I can redeem ourselves a little bit with. So we'll see. Well, first of all, to recap, there is a thousand dollar prize. If these guys can get five answers in a row correct, last week they failed so miserably. I went back and dumbed down the questions a little bit more for this audience. Not, no, no, not for this audience, for the people in this room. So we have Coach Corey, our director and executive producer, and Eric, owner extraordinaire. We have four categories. I'll let you guys pick which category of these first questions you like. By the way, they've gotten one in a row right from the last show. Right. So we're on question number two. You have science, pop culture, exercise, and CrossFit. What category would you two like to collectively get this answer from? You. Oh, man. I feel like oh. since if they have been dumbed down, <laughs> we need to redeem ourselves with some sort of pop culture. Oh, yeah. I gave them a hint because I knew that there's one category that should be right up Corey's alley. Let's hope. Okay. The character Jar Jar Binks first appeared in which Star Wars movie? The Phantom Menace. The oh. Phantom Menace episode bing, one. Bing, bing, bing. Episode one. That's a collectively perfect answer. You guys are two in a row. Yes. Three to go. Yes. Okay. We're on our way. That was a that was a lay down question, by the way. That was a lay down question, especially for Corey. I think Corey has a tattoo of Jar Jar somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Is that all of the trivia for that part? Right. We'll get well, to another one later. Trivia. That's what. That's the lay down question. It gets oh. a little tougher from this point okay. forward. Okay. All right. So we'll get another one about halfway through this. All right. That's cool. Sound good? Um, so yeah, going back to the uh, the number three of ten things learned in ten years of CrossFit. Adults are just older kids. That is our main topic point, Peter. What do you think about that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't lay it on me like that. But uh, I think that um, you've got to consider CrossFit or anything in sports. It's got to be kind of a game, and you have to you have to kind of play with your inner child anyway. Right. Because if you don't, it takes all the fun out of it. So, right. um, yeah, I probably think you're right. Some of the people in these classes here, though, are very childlike and very immature. But I try to work with them too. As a, but generally speaking, uh, no, I, I I think that. To your just overview before getting into your notes here, right. that the that kids are all of us want to be play and playing is really important. And so I think CrossFit and playing and making that it also makes it more enjoyable. Right. So I think if you're not, then you're just not you don't quite get it. Right. You really no, don't. you're right. So there's you're you're completely right on and and kind of with that some notes we have are that that people just don't want to have fun. Like right. you don't think like 
a lot of people when you're younger and when I was always younger, I thought when when people were older and whatever adults or later on in life that that everything was just so serious and that everyone was just all mature and and all that kind of stuff. But you kind of find that as time goes on, people are just older versions of their young selves. Absolutely correct. Good and bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, no, no, totally, totally. No, so, yeah, no, you're completely right. Um, but it's it's definitely more about having a good time, um, liking what you're doing. It's it's we have so many. You know, and we can get deeper into that stuff too, but so many other distractions going on or so many other things that stress us out or so many other things that burden us or put a lot of strain in our lives that at the end of the day, you want to be healthier and have some fun and get you know, healthier and enjoy I think it. About it. I'm, I'm closing my eyes. I'm trying to think. I wonder what Eric was like as a kid. Is he, <laughs> is really, has he changed at all? Or has he always been this old soul, even a young body? That's a very good question. What do you think? <laughs> Well, I'm looking at Corey. Corey's not looking up at all. He's kind of <laughs> chuckling over there by himself. I think Eric is an exact duplicate of what he was as a kid with maybe slightly more hair. Yep. You are 100% <laughs> correct, sadly. Um, yeah, I've always been an old soul. That's always been kind of my thing. Um, I've always been acted older than I should, which in some ways is good. Obviously, other ways is Have not, you but... had a problem, Eric, um, embracing the fun side of yourself? Uh, I don't mean a problem. I no, mean, it's always been a challenge. Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I do have a lot of fun and I do enjoy things like that. Um, I would say in where I'm in a business setting, it's a lot more difficult for me to fully unwind if yeah. that's it, uh, because I feel that that is un sometimes unprofessional or whatever it is. And I know there's a middle ground that you can find, uh, but I think that would be the harder point for me naturally. I would say as a community, we can kind of feel your vibe right. when you've had a good day yeah. in the office right. before you come into the gym. Not all the time. And I don't mean right. that as a critique, right. but as kind of an observation. Totally. I go, uh-oh, he's had yep. a bad day today, guys. Don't <laughs> interrupt him. <laughs> Here yep. he goes again. Yep. Don't yep. even look at the ground because if you look at the ground, he thinks you're not paying attention. Right, right. Yeah, totally. Because I can. <laughs> and then the funny thing about coaching is, you know, we get to know... <clears throat> different types of people. And again, everyone wants to have a good time. Like we said, adults are just older kids. We already know kind of who's not fully listening or who's going to ask you again four times the things you just said or kind of how they're getting distracted. So we kind of sometimes, I'm very aware of trying to get ahead of that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> how do you know? I, I, because occasionally I'll be looking a little bit to the left and you'll say, pay attention. I go, I am coaching. <laughs> go. But generally speaking, I get your point. And I also think it's a sense of, Again, the courtesy of uh, the community right. is that to give you some slack right. when you actually, when life isn't, because life doesn't work perfectly for all of us all the time anyway. No, not at all. So occasionally, it's, it, it's not a big deal. I'm yeah, just saying yeah, that it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. interesting. Oh, I don't take it offensively. No. But then again, I think about it as we talk about it, I go, I think the guy's like Jimmy. I wonder what Jimmy was like as a kid. Jimmy's one of the people who work out here quite a bit. And, the 5 p.m. Jimmy? Yeah, the 5 or, p.m. Jimmy. Yeah, okay. I, and I was like, God, I wonder what Sue was like as a kid. <laughs> Ooh. Probably same. Yeah, probably. Angry Asian. <laughs> Just kidding, Sue. <laughs> Are you? Uh, sort of. But um, yeah, so totally. The, um, and that's where, where it's interesting. You know, the, the interesting thing that kind of I thought of with this having fun and what, what this resonated to, I had kind of outlined these a long time or a while ago, probably six months ago when, when my 10-year anniversary was kind of really already there. And, but I've recently started watching, I don't know if you have Disney+. Plus. But, I'm sorry, I missed that channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 us. It's it's me trying to get more aware of pop culture. Oh yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> good. They don't have Full House on it yet that I know. Of. Um, Marvel. They do have Marvel. Yeah, well, that's a different All topic Marvel. too. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that was really interesting, I've been watching um, this documentary called The Imagineering Story, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you heard of it, but I didn't know much about Imagineers and stuff like that. So essentially, for people that don't know, it's it's 
it's Disney's combo of imagination and engineering right. put together right. for the people that help develop the parks and the ways that things go about and, and all the awesomeness that is Disneyland to an extent. Um, but even in that, they talked about how Disneyland started early on and all those kind of things. And even Walt Disney, in a lot of his talks, was saying, you know, this isn't really, he made it kind of for his daughters to have a right. great time. But then the inner child within all of us, mm-hmm. which we all have, and then having that good time with it. So that really kind of resonated towards what we do um, and trying to have a good time with it and have people leave with a good experience. Uh, and obviously, there's things we can always improve with that. Uh, but, but realizing that adults are really just older kids. Yeah, I think so. I think, well, you want them to be. Right. Because it, it, you want them to come in here and, and compete with yourself. Right. And um, kind of go with the flow. Yeah. And so I think you're absolutely right. But like kids, you're kind of hurting cats sometimes. I know, <laughs> I know that you do that. So there's a lot of that there. That's one of the, uh, the further down topics. So even oh, yes. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even uh, organizing it on like a, a coach's perspective or a structural perspective is a lot harder than it may seem. And that's probably why. You, are you referring thing. to organizing the actual daily workout or you're talking about organizing the monthly schedule um, or both? No, yeah, they all are challenging. I would say no, like if we're just thinking of like a day-to-day operational type thing in a class, um, let's say we got 10 people in it and they're all different ages and ranges and stuff like that. We're all here to have a good time, work out, challenge ourselves, high five and have a great part of the day. When does it get unwieldy? What kind of number do you find? I mean, I've never seen you say we're sold out class. I mean, I know I guess that could theoretically happen. Right. But when you get to a certain number, when do you guys go, oh my God, we better either get a secondary coach in here or this is just going to be... Basically, I'm just making sure that everybody keeps their, you know, right. you've got to prioritize who knows what they're doing, who doesn't know what yeah. they're doing, because you really can't, at a certain number, you cannot facilitate. Uh, yeah. What is there a number that you go, that you start to go, oh, oh this is not, uh oh, but this is really going to require extra effort. Yeah, effort. totally. No, you're totally right. Um, there's multiple answers to different pieces of those questions. Um, but a lot of it is, uh, it can factor into a few different things, what type of the workout it is. True. Structurally how it goes, um, how complex the movements are, um, how experienced the people are that you're coaching, um, how long it's going to take, what the rest, like the, the rest times are, how much equipment we have, because we need to be cognizant of that. Right. Uh, spatially wise, though, if it's not a workout that has like 10 different things and you're moving all around, if, if you have like generally around 100, 150 square feet that you need um, in a workout, we can facilitate 20 to 25 pretty well. Interesting. So it's by per square footage. Give or take. That's a way I mean, to look I, at it. Look at it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, if a barbell takes up a lot more space than a kettlebell right. does. Um, so, and sometimes we'll try to be cognizant of that. A good example is the 12 days of Christmas workout. Right. Today's. Um, that, that's today's while we're filming this. Yeah. Um, is it took me a long time. I've seen many different variations of a 12 days right. of Christmas. Uh, many ones that I personally don't like for different reasons. Um, and this one, I took a long time to put together about five, six years ago because of all different areas. So um, you stay mostly in your area for a majority of it. I've seen other 12 days where you have to walk all the way to the, the, the bar to do a pull-up and you got to come back to your barbell and then you got to walk to the bar to do toast bar. So it loses all this time in transition, which ruins kind of intensity and also just, just takes forever. Bam. Yeah, it causes mayhem because if you have a bigger group, you got to walk through other people to get somewhere and those types of things. Um, and then also, you know, putting these movements together. So what we have is a lot of the, the barbell complex comes together. So it right, makes it a smoother one versus like you pick up a bar and then you go do this and then come back to yeah, the bar. Yeah, the, the old gym I was at before they closed uh, did rope climbs in one part, mm-hmm. handstands in another part, and then you had to go outside and do walking lunges. Okay. Weighted oh, locking oh, yeah. lunges. So you, to your point, 
it was more of you couldn't pace it as fast, but yeah. you because you had you had all sorts of things going crazy in the place. Yeah, but. yeah. So organizing in general, you can you can think these things through and how much time it's going to be on these things, and that's it takes a lot to do that. But the things to be aware of, like going back to your question, kind of before, the things to be aware of are how much space you might need. Um, again, the skill level of kind of what's going on. We do a really good job of intaking people and taking them through one on ones first because that gives them at least a foundation and understanding of the, the movement. So at least if we're starting to teach it and warm it up, it's not foreign fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that when they do get into a class, we can kind of build them accordingly. If it's a highly complex day, we might need less people in it because we need right. more eyes on these and we need more fixes and a, we need... snatch complex, something exactly. like that. Where you got so like we've recently stocked or staffed some sometimes two coaches that are 5 p.m. because that's one of our busiest afternoon time frames and there's just a lot going on facilitating wise. And we're a bunch of knuckleheads in that class basically. Yeah, yeah. You how would you know? Well, because I see it when I walk out from the four o'clock class. Oh, okay. I okay. won't mention any names. Yeah, Eric, of course not. So um, Jim. Yeah, right. But um, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so kind of like organizing that structurally and all those kind of things is interesting. So we just are aware that. Sometimes we need to give a little more time if it's a bigger class and also the different types of class classes where people do want to listen or don't, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit more effort on our end. Yeah. Especially when you get a lot more, when you have a, uh, not just the, the complexity of the movement, but if you have six or seven, not six or seven, more than three or four different things you're doing, not right. unless, then it becomes, okay, wait a minute, what do I got to do next? Where's everybody going? How's yeah. everybody? How's this going to flow? Zag? What's our Even time if it's frame? in the same lo- general location. Even also like open-ended time frame wads, right. for example, um, just like, you know, most of them, but let's say a hero wad, for example, a memorial workout. Some people might be able to finish it in 20 minutes. Some people might take 40 minutes. Right. So then it's, what's the purpose of this workout? How do we cut it down right? How do we explain this to the people? How do they understand it? How do they not take it to like the wrong way if you're trying to help modify it correctly? And so it's it's mainly for them so that they can stay healthy and progressing correctly. Yeah, I can see when you go into something like a Murph workout, and especially, I remember the first time I did it, they turned the lights of the gym off. I was the last <laughs> not one. Not us, right? No, it wasn't this particular okay. gym. That was when I was under the old the old assumption everybody sticks around to the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you're an hour and 20 minutes into it, and people have to have other things to do that day. Right, <laughs> Wait right. a minute, where's everybody? Especially on a holiday. I think Corey even left. So, <clears throat> but that happens, and I can see where you you got to kind of either modify it or but sometimes you don't know what you don't know. No, you're you right. Know, it just happens. No, and, and again, like, sometimes I, I, especially myself, I might be almost too focused on all of those things sometimes, kind of like we even say, yeah. with, like, like that. So I sometimes have to calm myself down and just be like, it's not always yeah. that's important, but, you know, there's, there's a quality to it. You know, it's interesting, though, but you're right. Even, uh, it also, you know, you say the adults are like children, or yep. children are adults, yep. whatever. <laughs> it's really funny as you say that, because I probably act competitively the same way now as i did when i was 12 really i really do i mean i don't get as upset about it or right. stuff like that right, but right. i i still compete with myself as if i'm out playing softball with the guys or shooting baskets okay or forget the football right. era i mean i really it's all the same nothing really changes you you, you temper yourself yeah but overall I, I think that at least for me the it's always a personal competitiveness and it's all and that's where the joy comes from yeah i don't find any joy in going half-ass i know that sounds weird but it just doesn't work for me sometimes i have to throttle back right injury or health or what are the movement but i don't throttle back because of sheer i just don't feel like doing it right because then i go what am i doing it for yeah i don't find the joy 
Yeah, so. totally. No, and 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 you're right on with with most people that are competitive when they're older. Definitely had a competitive piece to them mm-hmm. or like drive to them when they were younger too. Yeah, um, I see it in in Owen, who's two years old. He's very just determined, um, and that's why he learned how to kind of do all these little things when he was younger, or even when he was like growing up, like walking early and all those kind of things. He was just determined, and some people don't have that, which is fine. Um, but yeah, people- others are different. My son is not a team athlete. I, I do I okay. do a lot of team sports, yeah. but he likes surfing. He likes individual sports. Oh, really? And so it's a different personality type. Yeah. You're saying, but yeah. still competitive. Yeah. But he does. He prefers to just compete against himself in, on the wave, right? As opposed to coming into a gym set. Even CrossFit, even though it's individual, it's still a community gym. So it's got the kind of a, in a sense, it still has sort of a team feel to it. Completely. You know, and so um, it wasn't his cup of tea. He was okay at it, right? But it just wasn't his cup of tea because I don't really enjoy mm-hmm. the stress of being around everybody doing it. it. wasn't his It wasn't into his vibe. But it was an interesting. It's an interesting part of it. By the way, you've got so much family involved in this gym too. I, I was do. thinking about that too. I know it's not part of your organization, That's fine. but organizing organizing your family. You have a son or stepson that cleans the gym. Yep. You've got a daughter, stepdaughter who works with the physio people yep. here on-site sports chiropractor i saw you work out team workout with your mother yesterday yep partnered with her uh your father is the kind of the group photographer, group photographer. and he's also been one of your main mechanics for fixing a lot of the stuff here right yep and he is our he's my babysitter while mom works and, out. and your babysitter pretty funny where yesterday eric was working out with his mother that's a whole other story we'll have to talk yeah we'll, we'll have a good topic on yeah, we're gonna have to talk about your family sometime that's fine. <laughs> and uh but it's an interesting so crossfit you get the point point of that the adults and the children. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. It must be a different kind of feeling when the children and the adults, same family, are all playing together, like the Frost family too. Yep. So it's all of a sudden you, the dad is competing with the son in a <laughs> sense or being right. part of that, that whole action in the inner child part. Yeah, so. it, it completely like breaks down the barriers of, yeah. of age, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, and Dave, perfect example, even Dave said that coming to CrossFit with Danny, like, didn't save his relationship with Danny, but enhanced it sure. tenfold. Sure, um, because they get along. They, they they communicate on it. They get along with it. They participate together. They involve with it, um, and that's that's what's really cool there. And also, what it does under the stress of physical workouts, right. you actually you also you break down personalities. Yep. So Danny, the, the daughter, would look at Dave, the father, and critique him <laughs> about certain things about him dogging it or not going. And believe Dave works hard at this. And vice versa. And so it's, it's kind of a neat thing to see. So, and the mom's there and the, all the other kids. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's great to see. Um, so yeah, like, like organizing people. The funny thing, like, like I've talked about with to some of the, the classes too. Like you talk about some of the afternoon ones because I get to coach a lot of the afternoon ones. Uh, and adults kind of being bigger children. It's, it's interesting because I, I've even kind of made the, the awareness or the understanding that most of we have a lot of teachers that come at 4 p.m oh yeah right right we have yeah. like it's pretty much our educator time right because they get off and they're here so we have like more than half of the class is typically teachers of high school junior high preschool all that kind of stuff and it's funny because a majority of our teachers almost are like the worst listeners <laughs> oh oh uh, i'm thinking of a bunch of them right uh, now i will not say any or, names or it just doesn't like like and i was like uh like a while ago i had thought about this type of stuff and and i was like man like i i I almost have a bigger expectation for them because they are educators <laughs> and we're trying to be teachers too on our own end. And, and I'm like, man, like you got to get this. Like, and then I was like, well, you know, like this is not, this is pretty much their time to check out of teaching. 
It's a like the, you, you always hear the stories, the carpenter never works on his own house, the chef never cooks at his own house, and I know those to be true, right. so maybe the teacher just needs a break. Yeah, it, it, I, they, they should. They want to be the kid, they want to be the unruly kid in the back. The whole side topic, too, is that teachers don't get enough credit in the world, or in oh, our world right now, yeah. too, uh, but yeah, the amount of stress that they go through, I mean, our fam- my family is educators, my mom and Rochelle, um, and and yeah, there's 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 not enough credit for for them developing lives and right. the future of this world. Um, but I totally understand like that people, not even just the teachers, but everybody comes here to actually like be guided. Well, let me ask you another question on that same yeah. subject because you mentioned teachers. Do you guys find at different classes that you now? I'm not suggesting oh, class fine. in particular. Okay, that. A lot of the participants in that particular class don't mind throwing their own two bits in as a coaching tip. Then you go, hey, no, let us do the coaching. Let us do the coaching. Uh, it's it's mediated more and more as time's mm-hmm. gone on and how we kind of react to those situations. Like like you're talking about if someone might know so much in this that they start coaching other people in the well, class. Well, I'll throw a tip out because I know you guys have pulled me back a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. so that's okay. Yeah. Even though I'm right. Um, <laughs> there are, you know, you'll be in a class. I was in a class a couple of days ago and... Um, Corey was actually in the class too. He's actually, we were working out together and Carlos was the coach. Yeah. And someone asked me a specific question and then he turned to Corey to ask the right. question. I yeah. go, I thought I knew the answer. I'm not saying I did or didn't, but right. I go, this wasn't my place. So we called Carlos over to give him the yeah. answer in that particular class. Yeah. And that's the ideal. Um, it doesn't mean that Corey couldn't answer. It doesn't mean that Oh yeah, I no, Corey answer. was it totally mean, qualified. Right. It's, it's more over the fact of just the respect of one, him being off the clock to Carlos being the one that's in charge of right. that class right? Um, and the respect for him in that manner. Not that it would be disrespectful otherwise, but just like with us as coaches, what we want to know is we want to be the one to know why. Let's say hypothetically your shoulder hurts. You shouldn't do presses overhead today because it's not feeling great. And you go over and you're doing sit-ups. That might be something, but without us knowing, right? It, it we're like, well, what's Peter doing? What's wrong? Is something hurting? Does he just not hear what I'm talking about? Does he just want to do his own thing? Like, just communicating with us, being like, hey, man, my shoulder doesn't feel great. What do you think is a good thing? We could be like, well, we could substitute a movement completely mm-hmm. or keep a stimulus here. How's it feeling? And then we're on top of it. You're doing, we help you and like recommend that you do sit ups. Right. And you're like, great. So we're all on the same page. We're in charge of everything going on versus, uh, and just know it. So if someone comes up to us and even if I come out, I'm like, hey, Corey, uh, why is uh, Pete doing sit ups? And he's like, oh, man, because he's got this instead of just, I don't know. Just, yeah. I'm not in charge of anything. So <laughs> you may think that. <laughs> yeah. It makes us makes us feel better about ourselves yeah. at least. Yeah. Um but it's yeah. an interesting world because the longer you've been doing CrossFit, and I'll just be <clears throat> take my own example. If I see someone I'm let's say I'm working out with someone on a squat. Right. And I go, you know, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I can tell you what you're doing wrong. I right. go, You're putting way too much stress in your back there. Right. I go, You better you have to be and so then I'll Corey will come on over mm-hmm. and go, That is because you can I think it's not, it behooves a member, a, a fellow person in a class, if he sees someone in a position of probably injuring themselves, yeah. to say, totally. I, I'd totally. wait a couple seconds here and let Corey come over here and correct that for you. Because Absolutely. Completely. I think what you're doing there is, I'm just telling you, if I had a picture, you would see your back is way too forward on this mm-hmm. thing. It's going to really hurt if you, if, as this gets heavy. No, you're totally right. And that, and we would, we very much welcome that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and you know, we, when we're running a class, you, you can only see so many exactly. things at once, right? Exactly. Um, so if we're helping someone else or watching someone else and on the other side of the floor, there's this other going on. Yeah, definitely. Per- like, hey, why don't we wait a little bit? Hey, or when you're finished with that, can you come watch yeah. this or this communicate with this or here's how something feels. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that, that's huge. And we yeah. do 
very much welcome that and that's very helpful to us too uh, and then we can give our own two cents oh you know this is right this way but it's not ideal for the long term right. so we don't want it staying that way or something like that um so yeah that's a very good kind of way well to at the end of the day it. it's still a community at the end of the day you last thing you want to do is see someone do something that's so blatantly weird yeah unless there's a reason for it mm-hmm. uh that you just say hey, hey dude you know this you do, if you keep doing deadlifts like you're doing it's gonna something bad's gonna happen right and especially in the stuff in the lower back stuff and the shoulder yeah. stuff too but you know, there are certain things that are just so obvious the shoulder stuff's harder to see right as far as bad form bad. i mean you guys see it on me you say you're, potentially you're but the stuff in the lower back in that direction when you see the fulcrum of your back going bad mm-hmm. it's yep. pretty easy to identify there's something not perfect on this movement here right and you're talking about i know it's in our some of the show notes later on repetitive of movement mm-hmm. is um uh, who was the guy, the weightlifting guy who's all used to make in his garage? I forget his name. Burger? Yeah. Coach Burger? You know, he'll make you do a workout for, let's say, a, a clean workout with a pipe until it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, you may do it for like yeah. two days. Yeah. You go, yeah. really? And you, no, it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. That repetitive of perfect motion really comes into play here. Yeah, you're right. All right. I, I saw you looking at the clock. So yeah, let's one do more our last trivia. trivia and then we'll be uh, kind of wrapping you're it up. You're two for two. You guys are two for two. I know I can, I can feel the vibe that you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, we're confident. So that was pop culture. So the next category is science, exercise, or CrossFit? Uh, you want exercise or CrossFit, Corey? CrossFit because you'll probably know it. CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> Great. So it's mm-hmm. on me. No, I don't know why this woman was DQ'd from last year's event. Okay. Uh, her name was Anna Forco, F-A-F-R-A-G-K-O-U. F-A-F-R-A-G-K-O-U. She was ninth place last year in the 19 games. Okay. The 2019 games. She was DQ'd. I don't know why I tried to look it up. I didn't have time. What country is she from? What, what was the, how do you spell her name? <laughs> no, now you're paying attention. Uh, her first name is Anna. Okay. Her last name is F R A G K O U. You're trying to put the Slavic background to this. I know. Here? So I'm. I mean, j- I don't you know. You can talk to I honestly Corey. You don't can know discuss. Yet. The main thing I'm thinking is just from is that how corrupt the Russians are with regards to their PEDs, oh. um, Olympically and stuff as well. Um, so she I'm, might have been DQ for transgender. I'm leaning that way. I, I don't think they do that in the CrossFit well, games. So that's a different that topic as well. Um, <laughs> it does. Very good. You guys are on kind of the right track. Yeah. You need to pick a country here before the people all fall asleep in the other Eastern end of this. European. Okay. If we pick different ones, if one of them wins, do we count? I will give you two. Either way, I'll give you two choices. All right. I'll say Ukraine. Russia. All right. Okay, Russia and Ukraine are your answers. Those are yes. final answers. Those are final answers. Greece. Oh, what? Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anna's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Anna's Greece. So therefore, we go back to the thousand dollars is still in the till. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. So uh, that's a a good place to wrap this one up. Right again. So again, going over the ten things more in ten years of CrossFit. This one with just adults being older, just older kids. Peter's a great exemplary uh, uh, that's dementia that. yeah yeah example of that um so it does a great job with that so um awesome guys if you haven't followed us yet please follow us on any of the uh, podcast channels which is itunes stitcher um spotify and any of those type of areas give us a like if there's anything you guys want us to talk about let us know you can also pick the link up i believe on the facebook page of crossfit okay so that'll be that'll be picked up there and the contest will be resuming uh on our next show yep awesome thank you man